We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the hills of Strawberry Canyon, I'm Coin Dang, and this is the Golden Bear Cast. Let's go, go Bears! And welcome back to another episode of the California Golden Bear Cast, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you didn't know, this is our season preview podcast. The hype is abundant, folks. Football season is around the corner, um, and I don't know what else to say. This is, it feels like we're back. It feels like this should be 2020 from 2018 or 2019 because we didn't have a real 2020 year. So it's feeling like that. But I'm one of your uh, hosts, Rob, alongside me, of course, the other host, Andy. Andy, how are you feeling this game week one of the 2021 season? What's up, Rob? Um, Feeling, damn, hard to believe that that's actually the case. Also, quick random thought here. Did we have a new intro today? We did. Okay. How about that? How called about our, that intro? Called our own shot. <laughs> three weeks ago. Was made that it happen. three weeks ago? I don't know. Uh, I took a loose guess. <laughs> I think it's like a little over a month ago now. So I hope you all enjoyed the timeline there just to bring any other listeners up to speed. We said that we were going to try to make something happen. And now you're at the point where we've made it happen. We went out and we got it. So I'm scaring Trace. Without (laughs) – that's too much. I don't want to belabor the subject. Things are good. Cal game on Saturday. Nice little 7.30 start time, which everybody loves. Everyone loves that start time. Nobody dislikes it. So, But, uh, But, yeah, we're not the only ones here, as Andy gave that away. We're also joined by Cal Rivals, Trace Travers. How are you doing? I do not like 7.30 start times. So <laughs> I also have eight hours of class before that, but still, you know, it's a new season. All kinds of fun. And last but not least, of course, of formerly of the Daily Cal. The last time he was on this pod, he was part of the Daily Cal, and he's wearing a Daily Cal, uh, like, what is that, like an anorak? Or quarter zip. Quarter zip. Uh, it's the way quarter to go. Zip. <laughs> but now, of the Right for California team, yes, W4C, baby, Josh. Josh is with us today, of course, to do another part of our predictions podcast. Josh, how are you? Rob, Andy, Trace, uh, good to be back on the BearCast. I actually wanted to take a moment to pour one out for the old intro, because uh, that was fire. I loved uh, going to sleep to not just the intro, but your guys' voices, so... Uh, quick shout out to the old intro before we, we move on to the next. <laughs> just just a forenote, we're recording this on Tuesday night. These two have no idea what the new <laughs> intro is. They have zero clue I didn't know what the, old what the new was. intro is. Only Andy and I know. Uh, and so it's going to be a surprise for them when they hear it, uh, whenever they re-listen to this podcast, if they re-listen to this podcast. Uh, but that is not the case. You are listening to the Golden Bear cast, and you've probably listened to that new uh new intro which is gonna be pretty nice it's pretty nice yeah you did it's pretty nice uh but anyways 
we're moving on to the season predictions. All of us, all four of us, have four predictions each for whether they be hot fire predictions like I did a couple years ago, um, non-hot fire predictions, maybe even negative ones, maybe super positive ones. We got them all here. We're going to go around. We're going to do one each uh, in rounds, and we're going to give ourselves, you know, some reactions to certain people's uh, predictions. So with that, I will take no longer of your time doing an intro. Now I'll hand it over to Trace for his first prediction of the 2021 football well, season. Well, I was going to only make ironic predictions or technically true predictions that are easy to make. But, you know, in the spirit of goodwill and charity, um, let's see. My, my one was going, before the death chart came out, was going to be Ben Coleman will start more than half the games, but he's going to start at left guard. So that one got thrown out the window. Um, yep. Let's go with a guy whose name I think everybody will know by the time the season ends. And Mr. Ethan Ooh. Saunders will lead Cal in sacks this year. Is something that I don't actually believe will happen. I believe Cam Good will lead the Bears in sacks. But I, to make an actual prediction, it will be that a non-inside linebacker leads Cal in tackles this year. Hasn't happened in the Wilcox era yet. Ooh. Ooh. Little spicy. Little spicy. Bacon or spicy. But I like it. I like it. Any guys, any of you two guys have reactions to, to his? I love it. I think Ethan Saunders had a wonderful fall camp. Was not there. Heard through uh, the grapevine. He, uh, he nearly broke my to... damn hand when he shook it. <laughs> it's Tim and McKenzie. <laughs> McKenzie I guess is both of them that make so sense. big. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm fully with that. Trey's great pick. I think him and, and Jaden Roberts, the two true sophomores uh, in that D-line group, will, will have a wonderful season. Andy got nothing. You're, you're saving. You're saving. You're man of no words today. He's saving all of his for his takes. No, I think that's a, that's a great pick of a player I know very little about. <laughs> <laughs> now Andy will know. Now Andy will look for number ninety nine on the field when he's watching Big. Cal. Uh, great, Mark. great number. He'll be used as an outside linebacker in certain packages. So, it's beautiful. He's a really nice dude too. Mm-hmm. Super, very super fun dude to talk to. Mm-hmm. But move on to Josh. Give me your first prediction. All right, Cal Twitter, Cal fans, uh, going to start a little bit on the low end of the spectrum so you all can warm up back up to me. Uh, Rob, Trace, and Andy, do you guys know off the top of your head what Justin Wilcox's non-conference record is as a head coach? Undefeated. Ten and Undefeated one. is right. Nine and oh. Uh, obviously, last year we only had the four games with Pac-12 opponents but if you look back at the way seasons start in general obviously with the non-conference guys he gets them ready to play really uh the all miss games of course the two the pair of them the north carolina games byu off the top of my head and obviously those fcf opponents they get the job done early but this year man there's something about nevada and tcu if you think about the last time we played these guys uh my prediction is that justin wilcox will not remain undefeated in non-conference play I don't think that the Nevada game is honestly a must-win if you look at the big spectrum of the season. But if you lose to Nevada, TCU becomes a must-win. So it's a weird schedule. We'll talk a little bit more about the schedule, I'm sure, obviously, on this pod and throughout the year. But the way that things stack up, you know, 2020, I really feel like everything was lined up. I think we all felt the same way, at least on the more optimistic side. But uh, while it's great to have the team back and while it's great to have things in somewhat relatively of a, of a normal state, uh, this year's schedule isn't too favorable. So... I'll start there. Rob, you're shaking your head. Damn. Which one do we lose? Which <laughs> one do we lose? The cheese it That's a th- non-conference. <laughs> oh, <laughs> true. But I'll talk about I'll talk about Arizona and the state of Arizona a little bit. But oh god, uh, that doesn't bode well. Is this going from bad to worse? This is. This... <laughs> like I said, we're gonna start a little bit on the uh, the low end of the spectrum and work our way back up. Oh, oh man, yeah. Nightmare. Wait, so which one are you saying we're going to lose, Josh? Well, proportionally-wise, Nevada is going to be the win, TCU is the loss. Uh, and if you want to talk about TCU in particular, I know you guys get to it. Uh, Max Duggan, the first TCU quarterback in 70 years to lead the team in rushing. Uh, they don't play a winning team from last year until October 16th. So while a lot of these folks in the Big 12 have, obviously, Texas and Oklahoma. I'm sorry, Oklahoma and Ohio State. Iowa State. 
towards the top. Uh, I think TCU is an interesting case where playing on the road, it's going to be that big ESPNU game. Uh, you know, this could be like sort of the, the revenge of the Cheez-It Bowl in one sense, but I, it's, you know, they have a lot it's really, of a, you know, proportionally actually. wise, it's, it's a toss up across the, across the board. So <laughs> I don't know if that perfectly answers your question, Andy, but we'll see. No, it was a cop out. <laughs> Disallowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nevada, Nevada, I know you guys will talk about them in particular uh, with the game in a few days, but you know, 12th in the nation in passing offense last year. It's going to be an interesting challenge right off the bat. So really excited to see what, what the defense uh, looks like this year. Oh, Sorry, Rob. Man. man. No, I, I had a gut feeling someone was going to say that. Um, Carson Strong, more like I, Carson Weak. I believed in you, Josh. I didn't think it was you. I thought it was going to come from Andy or Trace. But, okay. That's a fair one. I think that's a fair one. Andy, your first prediction of the season. You choose. You want to start with positive? You want to start with negative? How many negatives do you have? Equal. Oh, equal? Let's get the negatives out of the way. Justin Wilcox will be hired as the new head coach of Nebraska at the end of the season. Holy smokes. (laughs) Absolutely not. Hey, 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 hey. Andy, I'll let you you continue your thought, though. But that's a good thing, right? That means Cal just went 11-1, won the Rose Bowl, and now (laughs) Wilcox is like the the, the prime candidate for both Oregon, Nebraska, everybody. Heck. You read that perfectly, Josh. Exactly. It's a negative, but it's baked into a positive. (laughs) They don't have anything in Nebraska. They have Omaha, and people hate Omaha. I have two colleagues that live in Omaha. (laughs) They hate it there. (laughs) <laughs> oh shoot I, oh i can't believe you I'd went like there to say, I've never technically been that's Omaha, not even so a 2021 apologize. prediction because that that that'll that hire would be made that's what you think in the off season <laughs> oh god oh no he leaves, he leaves before the bowl game he doesn't even stay for the oh. rose bowl <laughs> oh. i swear to god andy if you if you spoke this into existence i swear to god Oh my goodness! I can't there believe there is a higher chance that oh. Nebraska hires Nevada's coach than they do of hiring Justin Wilcox. Norvell, Andy, who's Cal's replacement then? I was thinking about that. It's Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I think. I was like, okay, would you replace in-house or do you go outside of the program? And I don't know if I wanted to take my head to that headspace entirely. I just wanted to throw it out into the ether and let you guys sit on it a little bit. Oh, God, that's why Tedford came back for a day, isn't it? This is all making sense <laughs> now. This, the Taylor lines are all connecting. Nice he's, setting, he's setting it up. I, I was about to say, Troy Taylor was my, my first thought this year in particular. It's all, it's all, it's all happening. You guys think it would be Troy Taylor? Oh God! What if Sacramento State's the one that causes the streak to end? That's what I was gonna. <laughs> that's what I was saying. You're not exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's full yeah, shout out to Coach Taylor. We love, we love, we love Troy Taylor. Ron Rivera gets tired of the Washington football team. So that's a good one. I was also thinking that uh, DeRoyter might be an easy hire back. Defensive philosophy. Trace shakes his head. That's fine. That's why it's a hot take, my friend. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pivot from that hard and give my prediction because we need to move on from that one. <laughs> that one's going to sting. That one's going to sting for a little bit. And this is one of the podcasts. Okay, but does it? But does it? If, like, let's play out the scenario. In that case, Wilcox, we're at least, what, 10 and 2? Nine and three. I don't. I don't know if he even needs to go that high. That's that's why I'm even like more livid about mm. this. I think he's already a, a a hot commodity. Like people saw what he did over three four years here at Cal and transforming that defense in two years. Like I think people know what they can get from him and maybe take that gamble on him. Which is why I don't think he needs the the ten wins. He doesn't need that explosion. He can go eight and four, and I think would still get you know that look. Hell, he got the he got looks for an Oregon gig, and he was what like. Seven and five? Five yeah. and seven. Five and seven. <laughs> yeah. So that's my take on that. Anyways. All right. Uh, let's go a little bit more positive. God. Bro, I was like, y'all suck. Y'all suck. Yeah. <laughs> Trace, 
That Trace has the most positive one out of our first round of like predictions. I think I'm a, a football nihilist, so <laughs> this means nothing. My first one is that the offense, the offense as a whole, will score more than 35 in at least six games this season. Don't ask. Don't ask me to list which games. Oh, you have to. I can't. Not off the top of my head. But at least <laughs> six games. At least six games. And I will say four of those minimum six will be Pac-12 games. Okay, so let's just isolate the Pac-12 games. At Washington, post-Wazoo. Yep. Yep. Any, any of those, Rob? We're going over 35? Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. At, at Oregon's going to be tough. Yeah, at Oregon's going to be tough. Colorado at home, sure. Yep. Oregon State. Oregon, Oregon State. State. Those are like the no, – something. Those have, have to be in that group. Against yeah. Oregon State. And then Stanford and UCLA, I assume, are the, the toss-ups, right? It'll be a yep. close game, probably. I think we'll drop 35 on UCLA. I think we'll drop 35-plus on UCLA. I want to see UCLA play an actual team before. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer. After watching that game, it, I, I thought Hawaii had a lot of chances on that defense, but they just could not capitalize. The wide receivers could not catch the ball to save their life. Oh, Most of Hawaii's offense, they couldn't wrap up. Year. That's true, too. <laughs> but that is my take. Which I, thought take. Was, which I thought was spicy, but clearly not, all things considered. One guy thinks we'll lose the out-of-conference streak, and one guy thinks our coach is going to get hired at the end of the season. So, <laughs> By Nebraska. <laughs> By Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, Jasper came in here and told us that Sheehan was going to be like, Gonna win us a game last year. <laughs> that is so oh, we we do not talk about 2020 special teams on this podcast. <laughs> We're done there. <laughs> oh, sh- sh- shout out Jasper, love you. Dude. Shout, out <laughs> Jasper. shout out to Jasper. <laughs> uh, all right, that's the end of round one. We on to round two. Trace, what you got for me? All right, in the spirit of ripping off last year, uh, Jamison Shan will win a game for Cal. <laughs> A la Blake Hayes last week for Illinois, where he will, where a punt will be muffed because it is very difficult to catch. Cal will recover a fumble, and they will win by less than seven points because of that. Oh, those are the first points of 2021. (laughs) Yeah, that was a surprisingly fun game to watch. So... Trace, I'm with that. I, I think Jamison Sheehan is a whole, I, I don't know if he'll win us a game, but I think like it's important to mention just the adjustment, right? Having the full year to really get acclimated. I think there was a good Cal Bears feature on him and making yeah, the transition my, from Aussie rules. Like it's, it's great. My favorite story from him is during the pandemic, he went to Home Depot so he could, uh, he bought some buckets and cement and, and metal bars and made his own weights out of <laughs> cement and metal bars just true Dope. ingenuity from the country that brought us that's not a knife this is a knife just do the home depot buckets put a bar between them and you got your set and then them. fill them yeah. with concrete yeah i, I, I make do with what you Cali. have He's right a smart kid it's industrious i can't believe we're gonna have two years in a row where we're gonna hype our punter if 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 he's not good this year, I'm holding all of you guys personally accountable. We we we're it's, so it's we're still living on. I don't want to talk about anything real. I hope you know. Andy, we we are still on the high of either Stephen Coots 2018 or Brian Anger's career. We're still riding that. High. <laughs> yeah, it's never going exactly. away. It's never going away. Okay, wow, we did bring the punter back again in two seasons in a row. I have to go back and listen to our 2019 prediction because I, I, I wonder if we did talk about our punter then too, because if we did, that that's a that's a straight. Oh, and, I remembered. A- Andy Andy said it. Andy was like Stephen Coot's gonna win us a game. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. I will own that one. <laughs> I started it all. You started. You started it. Oh, he's the variant. I feel like he came close. On the topic of 2019, Rob, you were also Cal's gonna break the single season rushing record, which we looked up after the fact. <laughs> Was in the fifties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We looked it up after the fact. That was not a smart play on my part. Not a smart prediction on my part. Okay. All right, Josh. What you got for me next? All right. Here's the good stuff. Yes. One of one of Cal's pass catchers makes an All Pac-12 team. And the obvious choice. And Andy's gonna ask. Okay, who is it? All right. <laughs> the obvious choice is probably Kakoa Crawford. 
Mm-hmm. My, my, I'm leaning more towards Jake Tongis in that direction, but my reasons are a little bit different. Uh, you know, with Bill Musgrave's offense, you're going to see a decent amount of two tight end sets. I think Tongis is a whole, he's at the point where he's no longer the walk-on guy. He is fully entrenched as the man, the redshirt senior, fifth year. Uh, but I really do think that this offense opens up because of the supporting cast. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Trayvon Clark, six foot four, above the rim receiver. I've always complimented Michael Pittman Jr. He's obviously not at that place, but I really do expect big things from him. And then, if I've talked to you guys privately about this, you may know Justin Baker has my favorite recruiting tape of all time, besides Brennan Bigelow. Uh, I know him and Jeremiah Hunter came in as sort of the one-two punch of that group, and Hunter had to, you know was out for last season with the injury. Uh, I'm really excited about all those guys. Monroe Young, too. I can't forget about him. So, you know, Nico Romijo is obviously the one that I don't want to just leave out of this conversation. Uh, but I think because of the play of the supporting cast, you're going to see a lot of defenses worried about those guys. Henceforth, we'll see a guy like Jay Tondis or Kakoa Crawford step up. All Pac-12 team. Boom. Trace, when's the last time Cal has had a receiving player on the All Pac-12 team? Um, I guess sometime during the Dykes era. We'll give me we'll play Chad Hansen 2016. Yeah, that, yeah, that might be the last that one. D Rob? No. Oh, D Rob may have been honorable mention. That, I don't know. That was the same year. Or either, he was Chad. either on the freshman. He could have been on the freshman team for sure. Uh, I'm thinking first team, second team, maybe yeah, honorable yeah. mention. One Damn of these guys, Crawford Atanjas, big year. Sounds about right. Chad Hansen sounds about right. I can't think of anyone prior that would have made that list. Considering Chad Hansen, I think his 2016 season was uh, he was second all time in yards per game by a Cal receiver during a season. He he had to have earned something. First yeah, he is had Jeff to have MacArthur been for, for anyone wondering. Definitely at least second team for Chad Hansen that year, at least. As Trace, our Cal uh, encyclopedia, finds that out, I think he's I, I think he's searching for it. I, can't I like that pick a lot slow. because Josh also took the time to substantiate why he made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It was well. That, I don't have much to say because it was just. It was well done. Good. Good pick. Uh, these, these to be hotter though. <laughs> Andy is first your... team. Only first team. Only first... <laughs> <laughs> screw. Screw Drake London. Screw Johnny Johnson the third. We're, 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 we got the top receivers in the Pac-12. Yes. There's the hot That's more like it. All right. Most Andy? recent one was Kenny Ooh. Lawler in 2015. Oh, goodness. That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, that does. That checks out. That is surprising that Chad Hansen wasn't in, like, the top He gets no respect. Also, I don't wow. remember most of 2016, so. That, too. That, too. All right. Andy, are you going to give me more fire? Yeah. Damian Moore leads the Pac-12 in rushing. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> woo how many Ooh. yards? Ooh, yeah. What what can what consists of leading the conference in rushing? I mean, he, he averages over a hundred a, a game. Absolutely. So let's go thirteen hundred, thirteen fifty, and eight touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he'd get more eight, more than eight touchdowns if that's the case, but. No. Eight rushing touchdowns. Doesn't include catching. What did CBJ have two years ago? Nine? Nine like and four touchdown receptions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's within reach. I mean, if you look at the other, I think it's important to consider what the rest of the Pat 12 looks like, right? Like Max Borgie, Derek Broussard, yep. Yep. CJ Verdell. It's not, it's solid, but not spectacular. I, I, I like it. Charbonnet, who looked great against Hawaii. Oh, God. I, I cannot leave him out. Yeah. Yeah. He's already got three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, see, 1,300 yards, 1,350 with eight touchdowns sounds great. I don't know if that's enough to win the rushing title. That's fair. CBJ was 1,110. Yeah. So I, I might have to step that one up. That might. I think that has to get into the 1,600s. I think it has to get to that. I think you need a couple of 200-plus yard games. Damn, Vic went for 1,417? Yeah. All right, fine. Sixteen hundred yards <laughs> and twelve touchdowns. There you go. JJ think... can do that in his sleep. <laughs> Damian Moore, man, he's the truth. 
And Mini Marshawn. Hey, that's my name for him. Andy believes, especially after he saw the depth chart that came out today. Andy's a firm believer. I call him slightly larger CJ Anderson. Perfect. <laughs> slightly larger CJ. Just I'll take that all day. He's a little that's an taller, a little bigger. Musgrave agreed with it, so I'm vindicated. So <laughs> slightly bigger CJ Anderson. That's that's what I'll call him from now on. It's a very long name, but it's a nickname. All right. Sounds like that wasn't spicy enough for you guys. All right. No, that was pretty spicy. I'd, but I, no, I okay. A Cal running back hasn't led the conference in rushing since let's say 2008. Javid. Yeah, the 08. I love that. 08 man. Javid. You don't think Justin Forsett got it? No. Oh, no, Justin Forsett was, was before Javid. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. What am I talking about? Yeah. Uh, what about Shane? Sorry, that's what I meant. Oh nine. Oh no, ten Shane, twenty ten Shane. Ten Shane, I don't think he would have gotten there just because uh, Lamichael James was at Oregon at that time, and that was their year where they went to the title game. That was right. the year that we should have beaten them too. Yep. Twenty ten. That was my freshman 1100. year. Eleven That was not fun. Oof. Yep. I was standing 11... on the thirty yard line when Tavecchio kicked that field goal. Anyways, <laughs> we can move on to happier things. <laughs> Wait, if That's were... not heartbreak. Which third heartbreak is the Oregon State game? <laughs> Oregon State 2007, Arizona 2014. We can go on and on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nam decided to like. He's not here, but he was supposed to be on this pod. But he just opened the wounds of all Cal fans when he like put out that tweet about Oregon yeah. State. Like, out of nowhere, he just woke up and chose violence. Like, it just <laughs> no, no context whatsoever. Honestly, it's one of those, where were you when, when this happened? Like, I, I remember exactly where I was. You know, a lot of other Cal fans are like, oh, yeah, I was either on, on Taiwan Hill. I was at my seat. I was uh, watching at this bar. I, I, I've recalled those stories. It's Andy, horrifying. Andy, where were you? Were you on the sideline? I was at the game. No, I was, uh, 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 yeah, I was on the sideline. You were on the sideline. Okay, I was in the student section. Trace, do you remember where you were in that Oregon State game? Row Wait, 42, no, section G. I was with, yeah, I was with <laughs> Trace. Trace. <laughs> he doesn't even look up. I want to acknowledge that. He's like, yeah, I was there. <laughs> Section G, seat 42. <laughs> Row 42, uh, seat 17. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> uh, I was actually in the stands. I was wrong. I was not on the sideline. I was on the sideline for Javid's injury. I was. Oh, that Oregon State oh, game. Oof. Yeah, that Oregon State game. I didn't see okay. that one live. Yeah, no, I didn't. No, 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 no. Don't need to. All right, so I need to correct one thing. The stats I was looking at were all-time rushing yards. I was like, there's no way they, they got to 1,401 yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So quick quick adjustment there. All right. All right. So what are you Moving pivoting on. to? Is it still, what, like 1,600 yards, 1,500 yards? Let's just go with my original... Let's go. We'll bump it up a little bit. 14, 15, 12. Okay. Let's go right. 14, 20. 14, 20. 14, 20, and 12. <laughs> 6.9 right. yards per carry. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next one. Um, I'll go with another. That's another one. I was kind of coming off of what Trace predicted about Ethan Saunders. I predict. That our two starting outside linebackers, Coin Dang and Cam Good, will both, both have double-digit sacks this season. Double-digit that has not been done in thirteen years by one person. Double-digit sacks. I mean, ten, ten a piece, right? So like, if they get one a game. So it's not asking – I don't think it's too unrealistic, but it is kind of unrealistic. It's on that real cusp. But I think they'll both get to 10. I'll think they'll both at least get to 10 sacks. Rob, I have a follow-up question. So sure. if Dan – obviously, like, the the move to outside linebacker, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good fit for Dan. We've known this since he arrived. Absolutely. How do you feel that like the inside linebackers will hold up now that you got Tattersall, Yusef, uh, and obviously Ancelotti's injury? See, I think if – Trace, I think I don't know if Trace can back me up on this. I think if Antelotus was there, I wouldn't be as worried. But because he's out, there is at least a question mark to the overall like depth of the unit. Like I, I still firmly believe the three guys or the top two guys will be solid. 
but I felt like they were going to rotate guys a lot more at inside linebacker this year and more than the last two, three years. So that's Don't my only. On the- we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Don't sleep on the pride of Los Gatos, Kyle Smith. And Who is Pastor the number two guy? Is yeah a pretty good fit at the position. Yeah. I like his mobility. Yeah. The, the star, correct? Yeah. Like the the, yeah. the, I'm the a, transition from DB. Yeah, I'm a firm believer of Trey Pastor too. I just I we just haven't seen them play enough. That's why it's a question mark for me. I don't think they'll be bad. I just don't know if they'll be good. Mm-hmm. My only worry is that they're a little bit thin right now. And if say you know god forbid like one of them gets hurt and dang has to move back to inside linebacker that's where just things get really wacky it's not it's not like a total catastrophe but i don't think they do that to be honest with you but that's it is something to keep in mind there are questions for sure we just we just don't know the answers to those yet but we might know come saturday night all right we're halfway through this all right. Oh We're going through. As I get an alert for people subscribing to Right for California. <laughs> what a what timing that is. Uh anyways, we continue. Trace, give me your number 3 prediction. All right. Um let's see. He already did Tonjus. Can't do that one <laughs> cuz so unsurprisingly, Jeep Christ thinks that Tonjas can be an all-first-team, all-pack-12 type of guy. Um, let's see. What's something not obvious? That a defensive back has... Let's see. During the Wilcox era, no defensive back has had more than six interceptions in a season. I'll say they get past that this season. Ooh. Seven interceptions for Daniel Scott. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trace, I kid you not, that is exactly what my prediction was next. <laughs> ah, shoot. I, I swear, I have in my notes. The Cal defense will record 20 interceptions. Daniel Scott will lead the way with seven. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> we are a hive mind. We are a hive mind. It has been completed. Oh, the ritual is complete. We are now a hive mind. <laughs> wow, seven Seven for Daniel Scott at safety. Yeah, he's a ball hawk, and a lot of what I've seen more of from teams is that they're throwing more to the inside receivers as opposed to the outside guys. Especially Cal will run man and bump and run on the outside, making it a little, making them a little less open in space. And big fan of Daniel Scott, even though he was injured for a good portion of fall camp. And while the safety position does probably have the most depth of anyone on defense, it's just, it's something that I think could ostensibly happen if things break right, which is most of the things for this year. So, Oh, dang it. Wow. Okay. Man, and you had one about the, about the DBs too, Josh? Yeah, I was saying, I don't even have to go anymore. Um, no, but but seriously, I'll, I'll give a shout out to the other kind of veterans slept on over the past few years. So we know the takers that core four. I, I'm going to give a shout out to Josh Drayden. Mm. I think he's going to lead that all DBs. I don't know if they even look at this. DBs in the Pac-12 and tackles for loss. I also think that he is one of the 
you know, he's, the versatility is, mm-hmm. is through the roof uh, in terms of obviously playing nickel and I think they're going to put him outside this year. So mm-hmm. with Hicks at safety um, and Chiggy on the other side. So Daniel Scott was my guy for leading the team in, in interceptions. Uh, remember in 2018, they recorded 21. And that was like a, I don't know if they'll ever get to this again, but I'm going to go with 20, at least 20. Uh, and Daniel Scott, maybe not seven, will will lead the team in in picks. Dang. He, Josh Drayden does sub- um, subscribe to the uh, Dan Campbell Detroit Lions eating kneecaps philosophy. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, by the way, if we're going to talk about the takers real quick, any NFL teams out there, please sign Travion Beck. Please. We've been clamoring Today this for... Today was not a good day as weeks. far as cuts for Cal football players. No, this is true. So. Was not. Except for was not. And NFL and teams, if you're still there, please please sign uh, Ziande. Please sign Evan Weaver. Great guys. You won't regret it. Take Ian Bunting. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Curran, though. I, oh, you know, shout out to Lark Curran. Spur, Lark Spurs. Uh... <laughs> shout out to Ray Jake Curran, who is on the roster for the Seahawks. Had a 48-0 win over College Park of Pleasant Hill on Saturday and get an NFL player signed on whatever day this is. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. That's crazy. That is crazy. All right. Two, two defensive predictions. I am wondering what Andy has to come up with next. Now I have to be a defensive prediction. No, I'm just saying. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just curious as to what you you come up with next. Okay, well I'm back to my negative. So enjoy this one. I'm, I have two of them. I'm gonna just say one of them. Cal will have the worst home attendance record ever, like a- across the whole season, or like a specific game. Across the whole season. <laughs> Man, Andy's just coming with like hits I mean, last year and was hits all zero, hits. so they'd be hard to do that unless they're <laughs> killing people in the stands. That doesn't count, Trace. No, the fans the, could actually attend. The cardboard cutouts. Yeah, there were like yeah, 30 of them. Count, no cardboard cutouts count. But to be fair, they couldn't even fill the stadium with cardboard cutouts. So when the A's pulled 4,000 for the Mariners game and then followed up with 9,000 for the Yankees game, I was like, hmm, all right. What is Cal going to pull against Nevada? <laughs> like, it's going to be tough. I mean, you look at UCLA and what that looked like for their opening game, and yes, yeah, students weren't in session, but let's let's be realistic here. There's not a lot of people that are signing up to go in big crowds these days. Sometimes. Hey, if we get our own section, we don't have to worry about the whole, like, <laughs> like if people come near us, we're like, oh, we got our own row. We're fine. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, everyone will have their own row. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be around There's the potential anyway. for that all, to shift. All of Andy's predictions are like, the, this is dark. But here's the silver lining to it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much where Andy is right now. <laughs> Except for my Damian Moore one, which was hot fire. All right, so what do you? what's your prediction? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a little bit more specific. What's your first... What's your prediction for the attendance of the Nevada game? Damn, I think really bad. Labor Day weekend. What you don't think? You don't think people are coming for the free towels? No, everyone's going to Giants Dodgers. Yeah, (laughs) Alaska Alaska Airlines voucher on Saturday. (laughs) It's it's yeah. You have so much going against Cal. You have the Giants Dodgers happening. Exactly, spot on, Josh. The freaking. Alaska buy one get one giveaway which is like the biggest deal of the year and and then on top of it you have fires happening and people displaced you and you have a pandemic and that's like that's just it and then it's hey it is also Nevada (laughs) so out of conference and uh okay so what am I gonna say 7 30 p.m 7 30 p.m Trace's favorite (laughs) Self-declared. <laughs> 15,000? Oh, no. That's, still, That's my guess. I don't want to be even downer, but I th- that seems high for me. <laughs> I think it's going to be less than that. Like, the worst um, attended game of the past, uh, of the Wilcox era, was the Washington State game, where they drew only uh, 27,000. So and that was the that was the smoke the, out, right? That was Friday the, night smoke number. Yeah, the 
Friday strangest night. game I've ever attended. I still think to this day. But wasn't that Friday the thirteenth too? Yes, it was. It was Friday the thirteenth. It was the smoke game, and then we were hosting Washington State, who was what number seven in the country at the time. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Whooped. Them. Yeah, and we yeah we whooped them. We absolutely whooped them. To the point where I don't understand how Mike Leach has a j- well-paying job at an SEC school. <laughs> yeah, that guy really shouldn't be in charge of leading people. Nope. <laughs> mm. Mm. All, right. All right, well, enjoy the 15K that show up for the game wow. on Saturday. Wow. Absolutely wow. Yeehaw. All right. Well... I guess it's on to mine. Um, I am at my third one. All right, here we go. I'm going to finish off our whole thing on our defensive backs. So the Bears will lead the country in interceptions by the end of their out-of-conference schedule. By the end of Sacramento State, they'll be number one in the country in interceptions. Okay. So Carson Strong, we know, is going to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. TC, TCU won't as much. But they still will. But it's Cal TCU. There's going to be like 20 interceptions. Exactly. Uh, and then Sac State, okay, we'll, we'll get a couple. Yeah. So I think we'll lead by, I, by week three. What that means the for the rest time, of the season, I don't know. Actually, the last time that Co- that uh, Carson Strong in Nevada played a Power 5 team was against Oregon in 2019. They lost 77 right. to 6. So, there are a few interceptions in that game. I don't know how many off the top of my head, but. See, I don't know why people are so hyped about Nevada. Why people think that he, offense is so I good. I mean, last year happened. There's been a lot of time between those two games, this game and that game. So, we shall see. We shall see. Cal does lead the series over Nevada 32 6 and 1. So. Yeah, and Nevada's got the two-game winning streak. <laughs> they do, they do. But Cal also lost the other two-game losing streak. Cal had to Nevada was in the year 1917, and they lost two games to Nevada two weeks apart. Oh, first game in 1899. <laughs> wow. Tr- Trace has the, the the game notes on hand. He's not oh, saying this. Okay. I was gonna say he's not he's saying it out of the top of his head. <laughs> I mean, I would have known that otherwise, but I yeah, have the game notes right. Yeah, it doesn't. No, if you've spent enough time with Trace, you can kind of ask him about Cal history, and he'd most likely know it, or would have a very, very good, educated guess as to the answer to that question. Yeah, it's <laughs> if it I is recall my correctly. <laughs> It is when, my sister. When I was watching the game in 1899. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a wee young lad. <laughs> Back there in the okay. 1920s. <laughs> uh, this is when Starkey was a little boy. <laughs> Seriously. Trace was walking Joe Starkey around the stadium. That's what he was doing. <laughs> oh, man. I'm assuming this means I'm a time traveler. Traveler. Uh, yes. Me. Cool. You are a time traveler. I'm up for that. Uh, all right. Our last round. Trace, you're now okay. on the clock. So in a repl- replication of the famous scene from Temple of Doom, Oski pulls the heart out of the tree during the big game. <laughs> and for my now- actual prediction, Jeremiah Hunter leads Cal in receiving yards. Ooh, wow. Okay. That is a pretty good one. Dang. So so you think happening. So you think he's going to he's going to go up the depth chart like as the season progresses. I think he's too good of a player not to. Mhm. I think it'll take time but he'll get there. It's like See, I thought Andy, are you getting hyped now? But I thought was yeah, going fine. to happen with Ben Coleman, but he's already there. So, yep. one correct prediction for me. <laughs> going off of the youngsters, and I know Hunter's been around the program for a second year. Do you think we'll see 
Jermaine Terry or J. Mike in any significant role, if that makes Terry sense. Not like the Sacramento State fourth Mike. quarter. Okay. Terry's going to play. J. Mike, he has had a cast on his uh, wrist for most of the fall camp, so I don't know when he'll be back. But Justin Wilcox did say today, Jermaine, he's going to play. Yeah. I mean, the other note is Wilcox also did say that all of his wide receivers are healthy and are able to play. To what extent and what that means, who knows? But at the very least, it means that no one's like long-term injured. Mm-hmm. I know Coach at this, t- at this time of the year, he always does the, does the everybody's going to play. With the D-line, he was like, nine guys are going to play. I'm like, okay, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I think this year is different because I think from what we've seen at fall camp, they actually do have nine guys that can play. Versus Great. you had four guys that can play and five guys that you were hopeful could ex- like you know be better with game time. Versus now it's like you have nine guys that you can probably start and they would still be able to keep up. I can't tell whether I'm more terrified of Cal rotating eight guys plus Luke Beckett or the Niners rotating Garoppolo and Lance mid-game. Because we've <laughs> seen that movie before, guys. <laughs> Two, Arizona, beats. coincidentally Two, enough, beats. is actually doing that this year. Oh, and my Stanford's going to do that. Arizona. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, They'll probably as, play as, the Mormon guy. As someone who's been through that, I don't. I don't wish that upon any fan base ever. <laughs> ever. The amount of the amount of emotional toil that Andy went through in his heart every week to figure out who he was going to back and who he was going to tell <laughs> the bench. <laughs> you could see the fear in his eyes. If he gets this wrong this week. He's got to eat all his words and come back, which is what kind of happened with Garbers and McElwain. Yeah, it did happen, and Garbers liked the tweet. Slay, <laughs> <laughs> so don't tag people. I didn't tag him. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't tag him, innit? <laughs> the tweet just said, we don't have a quarterback, and then Chase Garbers found it and liked it. <laughs> Well, he's QB1 now, no, undisputed. Go Chase. He is undisputed QB1. Undisputed. Undisputed. All right. Until my next hot take. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zach Johnson saves the season. <laughs> Robbie Rowell steps in after all quarterbacks go down. <laughs> oh, please. Well, it's like Connor Cook starting his first game in the playoffs for the Raiders. Oh, Rob- yeah. Robbie Rowell, yep. MMA quarterback. <laughs> He does look like that. He does have the bulk to him to be able to do that. He has the shoulders. Throwing elbows. <laughs> Throwing bows. Okay, Josh, what's your final prediction? Hit it. All right, I got 1A, which is really short, and 1B, which is which is a good one. Okay. 1A, the hot take. Cal beats Arizona. <laughs> you know why that's a hot take? Because we all know why it's a hot take. Uh, playing in the they- desert is going to be November 6th. Look, I like what Jed Fish is doing with the program. But Arizona's going to finish sixth in the Pac-12 South. South is a much better division, in my opinion, this year than the North. Uh, I really, really do not want to lose to Arizona this year. Cal's going to beat Arizona. My real last hot take, there's been a lot of debate about who are the NFL guys in this roster. It's really tough. I mean, Brett Johnson is obviously the clear in a way, like, okay, this guy, like, has the prospect potential. But once you get there, it's like a bunch of fringe guys. You know, can Coin make it to that next level? Can any of the O line, Will Craig, Daltos, any of these guys have a legitimate shot? Obviously, the freshmen still a little bit too early to tell. Uh, my prediction is that Cam Good this year becomes a first team All Pac 12 selection and becomes an NFL draft pick. Not quite a defensive end in size, maybe not athletic enough to be a linebacker. We know he fits the 3 4 scheme in college very well. I think this is the year where it all comes together for this guy. We love him. This is sort of the last, you know, good times for this guy. And I really hope that he gets the opportunity to stay healthy for one, because once he's healthy, he's going to do big things. So Cam Good, he may not be a fourth or fifth round pick, but just being able to get drafted the way that people have kind of been like, well, he's great in college, but he's not going to do well in the NFL. I really hope Cam's going to put some uh, doubters to rest this year. Hey. Cam Good, NFL draft fit. You heard it here first. Came on strong last season, too, so. That's the thing. Like, 2020 was, like, the year for a lot of guys, right? Yeah. And, and obviously Cam missing 
pretty much all of 2018. And 2019 was a solid, if not spectacular year. 2020 was like, oh, he's the man. And he showed it for, you know, three and a half, four games, whatever it was. So 2021, what's last go around. What's super weird is that a lot of Cal fans, I think, don't realize this. If we had a normal 2020 season, regardless of how the season would have ended, wins, lost, no matter what, this the 2021 team would be drastically different from what the team yeah. we have right now. Like, all the guys that would have left, like, and a lot of the playing time given to a lot more of the younger guys, like, this would be such a drastic team, a drastic difference of a team. But I agree. We have the team that we have, and we have the experience. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. But that's a good take. I like that one. But finally, finally puts it all together for Cam Good. All right, Andy. You have a, you ha, you have to have a good one, right? It's not a negative one because you've used your two negative ones. Yeah, okay. I have two positives because we let Josh get away with two. All right, I'm just actually just gonna mainly go with my one, which is okay. You're March September 25th, Washington at home. Brett Johnson is going to ride on a golf cart with Marshawn's mom and Marshawn out of the gate and play in the game. Boom. Trace, can you can you tell them what was in the game notes today? <laughs> I saw the game notes. Don't worry about the game <laughs> notes. <laughs> I believe... Well, they're playing at Washington, for one. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, it's all for naught, then. The game if you can't ride out with Marshawn... The game gets rescheduled to be played in Berkeley. <laughs> I was staring at the schedule too and still got that wrong. Nice. They set awesome. Husky Stadium on fire. So, Cal, they have to play at Cal. Originally, I was going to go with USC, but I don't think they would bring him back just for three games. Doesn't make sense. Could still redshirt with. Depending on how games. the season's. Go- oh, that's true. Okay, so maybe we just say it's the USC game. Yeah. And oh, even if I remember correctly. One of Andy's takes last year was, oh, a game will get canceled for one, COVID, two, fire, or three, something else. <laughs> yes. I actually have that written down, but I didn't want to say it because I already used my negative ones. <laughs> I mean, technically, right, the opening game was COVID, and then the second one I know in Wazoo was COVID, but it was for a different, totally different reason. They were there, they were ready, they were on the bus going, and then boom. <laughs> That it was so insane. Arizona State as well. I, I I wrote down three games don't happen for uncontrollable circumstances, and I, I don't even think that's that hot of a take. Yeah. You look at where things are going right now. It's like, yeah. But anyways, Brett Johnson comes back from injury with Marshawn and his mom in a golf cart out of the tunnel. I don't know what to say. I'm literally at a loss of words. Trace is nodding. Like no. I, I was looking at something else. I don't agree with this. <laughs> Just with the nature of Brett Johnson's injury, I will be very, very supply, supplied. Supplied? Surprised. Surprised if he plays this year. But to be fair, I have never seen a guy come back and like already doing boxing stuff. He's our, he's got the Wolverine healing factor, so that's one thing in and of itself. But I mean, who knows? Maybe that's it. You heard it here. For, you heard oh, it here first. Goodness. Trace said there's a chance. What? So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> uh, you know, to be fair, Justin Wilcox is one where like, you know, injuries are like super weird with like this team, right? And I doubt it's it's never the other way where it's like they come back earlier than usual, but. Maybe this is a decoy. <laughs> He's done for the year. We won't see him till spring. Boom. This is Andy's right. <laughs> this is one of those fan theories that fans are trying to like put into existence. Like I don't think he's playing this year, but we keep kind of. But is he? Like wink, wink. <laughs> Coach Wilcox. Like, but is he really out for the year? Doing the Thor. Like, yeah, it's the Thor meme. Is he really though? Like, he, he's Brett Johnson. He can't be out for the full year, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we keep telling ourselves that. Uh. All right, well, here's my final one. Um, kind of hot, not really, but I think the tight ends will lead the team in reception, red zone rece- red zone receptions 
and red zone receiving touchdowns on the team. Can you speak to the efficiency of the red zone offense? Like how, what, like, do I think that how much percent or what percentage they're going to be scoring at when they're in the red zone? Are, yeah. Are you saying like, are you saying, I I think it would be interesting for me to, to know, like, are you saying that not only will that skill group be, play a bigger role, but will also like be more effective? Yes. Yes. Rob, what I'll give you is this. One of the plays that I was not like studying religiously, but there's going to be a lot of times when they're near the goal line and they're going to have like the like like jumbo in or like their supposed jumbo, right? Yep. Um, it, with this group to two tight end set, right? They're going to do play action and at least one's going to be wide open. Yep. I mean, we saw that in the red box bowl. We saw that a bit, I think, in the Oregon State game last year. They're great. Jake, just, even Jake Tonjes, don't scrimmage. drop wide open touchdown passes. That's it. <laughs> Trace, what did you have to say? They did that in the second scrimmage, too. Mm-hmm. A short one to Reinwald. They have been passing. I mean, we only got to see two weeks worth of fall camp, but they were passing a lot to the tight ends. Whether that's like a big part of the playbook or if that's just something they're working on to incorporate into the playbook, we don't know. But that is a, that was a point of emphasis, at least uh, like in their one-on-one situations and, and so on. So, I think what's interesting about the combo of Musgrave and, and Jeep Chris, both former NFL guys, is we're not getting older. We're getting wiser. So who knows? Maybe this could, you know, the biggest thing about the red zone for me is not what they do as long as they don't turn the ball over, like straight up, like just don't, no silly mistakes, right? If you need to settle for whatever it is, just don't give the ball up in the red zone. And um, I think they'll, they'll, they'll have some more opportunities this year with some of the bigger bodies and some of the packages that I'm sure Musgrave may hide from some of the Pac-12 teams, at least early in the season. But I think as the year progresses, those tight end numbers will go up. Yep. Yep. I think they're too talented. Can I give a bonus hot take? Sure, go ahead. Cal has two special teams return touchdowns. Thank you. Mm. Uh, special teams in general, or are we doing kickoffs, one one kickoff, one punt, or just like across the board? One punt, one kickoff. Ooh. Both by Nico. Ooh. In the same game against Oregon State. <laughs> uh, I mean, then he takes the turnover chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> they take the turnover chainsaw. Nico, Nico scores, goes no. over there, grabs it, and brings it over to the Cal bench. I mean... Don't get there. I mean, the game is in Berkeley, so I don't think they'll have oh, they it. Oh, they won't have it. Well, okay. He takes a flight to Corvallis after the game. <laughs> I mean, he did have two close ones. Was it last season that he had, like, two, like, really, really long runs? Both called back, though, due to... It was against Oregon State. Yeah. So this we'll pull a Trevor Davis. This exact same return. The team, the opposing team, won't learn. <laughs> so we're gonna fire. And we're gonna get Oregon State's co- teams coach. Will get fired. We're gonna get Oregon State special teams coordinator fired. That's that's what's gonna happen. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> so Oregon State special teams coordinators marking that Cal game as a potential uh, last day at Oregon State. Okay, Jake Cookus. His time is numbered. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the consensus like hot take crosses the board is that special teams will be better this year. <laughs> Yeah, very hot take. Honestly, it better hot, be. Hot. I think they know that by now. Yeah, if Stanford over, I swear, I swear, if Stanford overloads one side on a field goal again, I'm gonna honestly just go, just go for two at that yeah. point. If, if... Call the timeout. I'm gonna be very upset if they don't call a timeout this time. They haven't learned. Will they learn? My 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 mini mini hot take will be Cal beats Stanford this year on a block extra point by Luke Beckett. <laughs> and more points that's a mini hot take <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a little throw in there luke uh, no pressure buddy you got to do it uh, for me welcome back wow flame on <laughs> oh good lord well please let that game not be that close <laughs> please <laughs> i don't think we can handle another like 28 or 2019 big game type of like we left too much time on the clock we left too All right, much fine. time on the clock. A, a, a less exciting thing's going to happen, right? The, the Stanford band's going to storm the field because that would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. All right. Well, we did all our takes. Um, we did all of our predictions. One last thing before we go. Gents, do you have a uh, prediction of how you think Saturday night is going to go? 
It doesn't have to be the score. It could be as wild as what you think Justin Wilcox will be wearing on the sideline. But whatever you want it to be, uh, do you have a specific image of Saturday night? 7.30 in Berkeley against Nevada. Trace, you want me to start with you, or do you want me to go somewhere else? I'll be hallucinating by halftime because I'll have been up for quite a while at that point. And with the fact that Nevada throws a lot, it'll be like 10 o'clock by the time it gets to halftime. So I will not be a happy camper at the Nevada <laughs> game on Saturday in the press box. But don't worry, you'll have Andy that, and me by your side. I don't know. We may have weird seat placement this year because they still have the barriers up in the oh, press that's box. that's true. That's true. Okay. Well... Your, so your prediction is that you will be delirious and very, very angry in the press box. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. We'll confirm that later if that was true or not. We'll tweet it out. Trace is very angry at this point in time, and he said he would be around 10 p.m. It is 10 p.m., and he's very angry. Now, there's an old picture in family photo albums when my family went to Hawaii for a family vacation. Me just passed out at a dinner that we went to, I'm going to predict I will be like that. Face down on the table. And I will take a picture of that. To put into your and family here lies, <laughs> And here lies Trace. <laughs> we spent way too much time in this darn stadium. <laughs> All right, Josh, what you got for me up for Saturday? We're going to have more than 15,000 fans. Chase Carver is going to have a game-winning rushing touchdown. It's going to be a fun night. Game-winning rushing touchdown. Also, I have five extra tickets. If we want to beat Andy's prediction, come beat that prediction for us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Actually, hit me up. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right, Andy, what you got? I might, I might hit you up. Yeah, no um, problem. I think Cal will win by a couple touchdowns. I don't think it'll be that close. I think... The Nevada Nevada's overhyped. We we have inside info, or like we have a coach that was there recently. I think that always matters. I would be I would be surprised if it comes down to a game winning touchdown, which is why it's a good take, Josh. I'm not trying to say that it isn't, but um, yeah, big uh big game. I think from you know Chase the offense. The, the thing that's going to have to shine is going to be the offense. The defense will be consistent enough or enough of the, what we've come to expect, but the big, you know, if special teams does indeed not mess up, then I think that the big, the big progression will come from the offense and people will finally, for the first time, be able to see what a Bill Musgrave offense is actually all about. Okay. How about that? Nice little positive ending. That's a great one to end and on. What is Nevada going to call heads or tails? <laughs> heads. And the coin side. will be stuck into the ground on the side. Heads. Into the turf. Just It's just going to stick into the turf. Will the drum major catch the baton? Yes. <laughs> Are we putting no. out prop bets now? <laughs> is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, over, over, under. <laughs> over, under of the number of spins the coin does in the air before the ref catches it. <laughs> times the usc band plays conquest oh oh no uh nightmares uh nightmares 65 times <laughs> uh that's I've lost it track around 40 whenever Cal's oh yeah no past. i've seen trace actually write it down on a piece of paper in the press box legit i've seen him on a white piece of paper mark like you know like tax of five to see how many times and then at, at one point he crumpled that piece of paper up and threw it into the ground like he he just got so upset because they kept playing it the cow band back back in the day used to have a little uh you know yeah they a the bunch flip of numbers cards. yeah yeah flip yeah. it up that was a good that was a good little thing that they used like to they're do. keeping score to tennis match yeah <laughs> exactly or an intramural ping pong exactly game. uh but that is it gents um, thank you all for joining. Uh, Trace, starting with you, where can people find you? Uh, at Cal Rivals. Just go there. That's. I'll keep it short and sweet. I don't really have much ability to think right now. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> Fair enough. Josh, what about yourself? Where can people find you? 
Yeah, I'm on Twitter, JoshCal2020. Rob, Andy, Trace, good to see you all. Looking forward to the season. Uh, my season ticket is AA Row 34. First time as an alumni. Come find me. Yeah, you'll find you'll you'll come out and hang out with us at the tailgate before the game too. So, oh for sure. Text me your snack recommendations slash preferences. <laughs> Andy, what about you? Where can they find you? At Andy J Beast Mode, at Memorial Field. What? FTX Field at Memorial Stadium. <laughs> Sorry, it's late. And <laughs> this Saturday at seven thirty, and then eventually in the press box. And then eventually at Ob Town Chicken celebrating our first win of the season. Wait, Boom! That's our plan. That's always. We just had Ob Chicken last week, and we're going to Ob Chicken again. It was really good this Hell time. Yeah. Around. Something about it. Something about it. It was. Even Diana said she's like, "This is the best it's ever been." And I, was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "That's what I know. It's crazy. So good." <laughs> we all gotta make a. We all gotta make a trip, but we shall do that. Yeah, um, that's over there. Okay. Yeah. Victory. Victory chicken. chicken. Victory chicken. But you can find uh, me at Rob11HWNG or our podcast Twitter handle at GoldenBearCast. Find all our stuff at uh, RightForCalifornia.com in terms of all our written stuff. And that is it from us. And as always, Go Bears. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.